Now, that might be something where you invest money and you don't get a dollar-for-dollar return. You lose. Mm -hmm. But the searches for houses with a pool on Zillow skyrocketed during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I bet you those houses sold at a significant premium, Mm -hmm. right? No doubt. But on a dollar-for-dollar standpoint, maybe that's why that's not on the list. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you could easily pay a hundred grand for a pool. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you've got Mark and D. Mark, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, you know, just living it. Living the dream, baby. Living the dream, you know? (laughs) It's officially fall here in Cleveland. I know. The weather's kind of turned here, and uh, if I look a little depressed, that's a big part of the reason. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll be depressed for the next six months now. That's just what happens every year. And now I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away to like Florida for a couple days or something like that in January. That stuff, if you live in Cleveland, you kind of have to do. Yeah. So January, February, March, I was just asked this question on a Zoom call with a prospective client. A lot of people think like the snow happens soon. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, man, like on Christmas Day, you know that we've had a lot of like 50, 60 degree oh, yeah. Christmases lately, mm-hmm. right? Where like you can literally have your windows open. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I could care less about having a white Christmas. Right. I I'm really could care less. <laughs> <laughs> but January and February are brutal and March isn't much better. Yep. January, it gets so cold. Yeah. Late January, early February, it's so cold. Remember back when we were in college, like St. Paddy's Day? Oh, yeah. It's March 17th, right? (laughs) That was like the make or break day every year where like half the years it was cold and snowing. Right. And the other half, it was like 70 degrees. Mm -hmm. And we were out drunk in downtown Cleveland, right? (laughs) Falling down in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're kind of talking about being stuck inside. So that kind of pivots to the topic of today's show. We've talked in the past, Derek, about the housing boom, about how people have made decisions Mm -hmm. to pull forward years of travel expenses and invest in their homes. So I came across this article on Kiplinger's, Kiplinger, Kiplinger. I don't know how people (laughs) would like me to pronounce it. I prefer Kiplinger. That sounds right to me. I've also heard it called Kiplinger, but I'm going to call it Kiplinger. They had 11 home features today's buyers want most. So I thought this was pretty cool. I want to go through kind of the whole list with you and line item by line item and just chat about these things because in the past, specifically like where we live in Cleveland, if you were to put 10 grand in your house, you'd be lucky to get five grand of that money back when you sold your house. Yeah. That's how it used to be. Mm -hmm. Now there are specific things you can invest in inside and outside your home where you will get a positive return on investment. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Even here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I just built a house so uh, about three years ago now. So hopefully I made some good decisions as we go through this list. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> if you haven't looked at it yet, I have and I'll grade you. All right, so let's go through. 11 home features today's buyers want most. Number one, laundry room. Dude, that is a must. Absolutely. When I was traveling out to New York all the time and I decided I'm going to stop living out of the Westin Hotel, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an apartment. That was the most important thing that I had to find an in-suite washing machine and dryer. Yeah, absolutely. So laundry rooms, 91% of buyers want a laundry room. 
I'm surprised that's not closer to 100. I know, especially with families. You know, families, we got two small kids and, you know, I was worried about the basement, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, my wife had a vision of this laundry room in her mind because we use it every single day, you know, getting the kids home, getting the kids out the door, obviously using the, the washer and dryer. It is essential spot for kind of the family hub, if you will. Yeah. So my last house, my laundry room was kind of small. My wife hated it. Yep. Now we've got a decent sized laundry room. The only regret I have is we've got two dogs. They're old. They're like 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have done like a little dog washing station. Yeah, I saw those. Those are really cool. That was just a miss. Mm-hmm. You know, now once these guys, you know, pass on to their <laughs> next lives, I don't know that we'll get another dog immediately. Right. I think I'm dogged out right now. <laughs> Two dogs and three kids seems a bit aggressive. No, oh, plus they're like, they're peeing and pooping oh, in the yeah. house now because mm-hmm. they're just old. So I've had enough mopping the floors in the laundry room. So we're done talking laundry room. It's not a good place <laughs> for me. But they say that the average cost to install laundry rooms a thousand to ten thousand bucks. You know, one other thing I want to mention about laundry rooms is I have heard a few people recently talk about like having laundry rooms on multiple floors. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anyone mention that? Oh yeah, for sure. If all the bedrooms are upstairs, it stinks having to bring all the laundry downstairs to mm-hmm. the laundry room. So I have seen like in a few custom homes, I've seen like a second floor laundry room kind of thing. Yeah. I actually tried to do the second floor laundry room yeah. when we were designing our house and it kind of got nixed because of technical stuff. But yeah. Can see how that would be amazing. Well, you back know? in the day when I was growing up, we had a laundry chute. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, right in the bathroom, and you opened the little door and you threw your clothes down there, and it ended up in the basement. That's awesome. It's kind of cool. Yeah. When we lived in our old house, it was built in like 1963, something like that. There was a laundry chute in that one, too. My Uncle Jim. So, Uncle Jim, if you're listening, he always tells the story about how his older brothers and sisters threw him down the laundry chute. Nobody can fit down that thing. <laughs> I don't know if that story is true. Come on, dude. I I've seen the logistics of it. It doesn't look possible, but (laughs) (laughs) he brings it up every single time. (laughs) Oh, he's got PTSD. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Number two, energy efficient windows and appliances. That's a no brainer. Yeah, it's huge. It's honestly one of the best things that I've seen outside of going through the process and building the house. Having a new house that is energy efficient between the insulation and the windows it saves so much money. It just makes for a cozier home. Yeah, I remember the houses we lived in in college with the old nasty windows, cold air coming through in the winter. Oh, yeah. I'm sleeping right next to it. <laughs> Miserable, man. Yep. So for me, I understand the appliances, but what I understand and appreciate more than the appliances is the windows and the insulation. For sure. Right. I mean, that's just an absolute must. I have no idea how much the windows cost. I guess it all depends on the size of your house. But I do agree that at least the windows are very important. When I was like fridge shopping for our new house, like those always those little stickers on the front of the fridge. (laughs) Like this one costs $67 a year to run. This Mm -hmm. one costs 74. Does anyone really care about that? No. (laughs) No. All right. So we're going to throw appliances out the window, but you do need good windows. All right. This is probably my second favorite part of my house, Dick. Patio. Absolutely. Love my patio. <laughs> outdoor it's awesome. Li- I've outdoor living is like, for me, that's where it's at, yep. especially in Cleveland where we have, you know, probably five to six decent months a year. I want to be outside as much as possible. Yep, for sure. 
We have a nice little backyard patio. I don't have the TV outside, but I will be doing that. Football seasons, you know, it's <laughs> we're already like almost halfway through, so yep. you got to get moving. But we're actually going to, you know, talk about being stuck at home and spending more money. We're getting like a playground jungle gym for the kids. Nice. So we'll have that right out back so we can kind of hang out on the patio. Yep. I got my smoker and my grill out there. Then they can kind of just run around and play. So looking forward to that. 87% of people want a patio. Yeah. That's high. I wasn't expecting it to be that high. But yeah, for sure. Th- there's obviously been a seismic shift towards people finding outdoor living to be desirable. Yep, right? for sure. Whereas maybe it was taken for granted in the past because you could go and do a bunch of stuff in the <laughs> yeah, summertime exactly. that you can no longer do. Exactly. All right. Next up, number four, ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. I mean- I love having a fan on when I sleep. I can't believe this is number four on the list. I'm with you there. (laughs) (laughs) Number four? Really? A ceiling fan? 85% of home buyers want this feature. Well, I'm sure you can buy a home and put your own ceiling fan in if it's that important to you. That's surprising. And I mean, you can get a fan that sits on your floor. (laughs) (laughs) For probably 50 to 100 bucks if Mm -hmm. you need the fan, right? So I was a little surprised that ceiling fan, of all the things in here, they're all kind of, you know, high ticket items. And then I have a ceiling fan in here. You can get one for like 130 bucks at Lowe's. (laughs) It would be a pain in installing it, I guess. I'm not too handy when it comes to home improvement stuff, so I I don't know what would be involved in doing that, but it doesn't seem too involved. And if I personally was making a decision on buying a home, A ceiling fan, you know, being there or not being there really wouldn't be too high on my list. Yeah. Next up, garage storage space. You can literally never have enough of this. Yes. (laughs) That is dead on. So from the last house that I lived in to this one, we extended the length of it, the width of it. We ended up adding like the garage interior stuff, like Mm -hmm. the cabinets and the nature stone floor just gives you so much more storage. Yep. Right? I mean, there's nothing worse than pulling into a garage where like you have absolutely no room. Mm -hmm. Makes it very, very difficult. Yeah. With kid stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Without a doubt. Yep. So garage storage space, percentage of buyers who want this feature, 85%. I agree. I want it too. Yep. For sure. Number six is interesting. Exterior lighting. And I'll tell you, man, like before we decided to build our house, when Jamie and I were looking on Zillow and all that stuff for houses, it always caught my attention when I was looking at the pictures of the houses, the houses where there was a picture of the house at night with just beautiful outdoor lighting Mm -hmm. accenting the main features of the house. For sure. I mean, I don't think it costs all that much money for the outdoor lighting, but I really think it makes a statement when it comes to your house. Yep. I totally agree. And I'm the same way. I was didn't even think about anything like that until the people who built across the street from me built their house. And they went all out on their landscaping and they had outdoor lighting. Yep. And it's beautiful. And, and you're driving down the street, their house looks gorgeous and yours yep. is dark. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Can't like, have that. Son of a gun. Yep. Can't have that. Bust More out the money I got to spend. You know? Bust out the checkbook <laughs> again. Number seven, walk-in pantry. So everyone out there, you know, Mark Tepper has a walk-in pantry like nothing I've seen before. It is awesome and it is just so usable for a family, man. It is really one of the best things that you can do, in my opinion, for, you know, just ease of living, storage space. You know, everyone likes Costco these days. I'm a big Costco guy. 
that wine wa- in bulk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Especially with the kids at home. That walk-in pantry, man, is just so great to have. We built a big one too. And you know, just like the garage, it always gets filled up with stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the only issue is mine's actually a walk-through pantry. It's right. like behind the kitchen. You can walk through from one edge, you know, all the way to the other. The issue is my kids like to snack all day and there's no doors on it. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I talked about adding some doors with locks, especially my son that do just, he won't eat his dinner and he'll just crush snacks all day long. Oh yeah. As soon as my kids come home, they walk right in there. Yeah. My little guy's, you know, just over one and he's like, snack, snack (laughs) (laughs) every single day. First thing he wants. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So walk-in pantry, moving forward, we got number eight. Hardwood floors. So, you know, we've talked about this before. Flooring and, well, obviously paint is much cheaper than flooring, but the quickest way to upgrade your home is, you know, painting the walls and updating the floors and the carpets. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I like hardwood floors. Do you have hardwood floors? Yeah. I like them. I've had a little bit of hardwood in our last house, a lot of carpet, some tile in this house with most of our first, in fact, I think our entire first floor with the exception of my bedroom is all hardwood. I like that. I mean, and you can throw down an area rug mm-hmm. where appropriate, right? right? But I like the look. For sure. You know, and I think when you're trying to tie different things together, having that kind of universal floor on the first floor where it all kind of matches, I think that adds a lot of value, a lot of it does style points, if you will. So yeah, we did the same thing. You know, we got tile in the laundry room, but our whole first floor is hardwood. And they got so many good, inexpensive options out there right now, too. Even, you know, hey, another shout out to my friend Joe Yee, if you're listening. Joe Yee. He just, by himself, put hardwood floor down in his whole basement. Oh, nice. It took him a whole weekend, but it He did it by himself? He did it by himself. I would never do that. Yeah, I would never do that either. I wouldn't do that with the help of three people. No. I I would let the other three people do it. (laughs) Exactly. While you're on the patio. (laughs) No way. So yeah, you know, I think if you're selling a house, especially updating the floors makes a big difference. Even if you have hardwood floors already, get them polished. Mm -hmm. Because like we've got some scuff marks from the dogs, right? So having nice looking hardwood floors, I think Mm -hmm. makes a big difference. Number nine, walk-in closet in the master bedroom. Big deal. You know, I think this one's been a no-brainer for a long time. Yeah. That's what people expect to see now. Yep. You know, you can kind of see the transition that our society has gone through because when I lived in that house that was built in 1963, you know, they all had the very tiny closets. We actually turned a bedroom into a closet, (laughs) which was nice. Tony did that in his house. I know. He copied right off of me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think for himself. I had to give him drawings and everything. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, when we sold that house, the people that bought it just fell in love with that closet that I, really? that I put up. Oh, yeah. I bought like Ikea dressers to put in the middle. Yeah. So it looked really fancy. They were like white dressers, yeah. you know, kind of like this picture we're looking at here. But they loved it and wanted us to throw in those dressers. Those dressers cost like $69 a piece. Did you have to build them yourself? Oh, yeah, I, I did. Oh. You know, back in the day, I got into the, the <laughs> Ikea furniture. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Those days are over for me. So my wife and I, we each have our own walk-in closet. And I've got a confession to make, D. <laughs> Mine is bigger than hers. <laughs> I saw the two closets. I'm like, Jam, I'm sorry. You know, I got sport coats. I got mm-hmm. suits. Like... This bad boy's mine. Yep. You get that one. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I are very similar. I have, we only have one, but it's fairly large. And, you know, my suits, I take up more space in there than my wife. The suits add up, the sport coats, work pants, all adds up. All right. So number 10, eat in kitchen. 
I didn't know there was a kitchen that wasn't eating. <laughs> I guess they exist. Uh, apparently. Maybe in apartments? Yeah, you know, you see this, you know, when you're going to new homes, the model homes, things like that. It's pretty much standard now where you have a breakfast nook <laughs> or yeah. you know, bar because that's where the families spend a lot of their time. Oh, without a doubt. Whenever we have people over, whenever we have a party, most people hang out in the kitchen. So- I think having a nice eat and by eat in kitchen, what do they mean here? I mean, just having a kitchen table there. Yep. Right. So you mm-hmm. can eat again. I don't think I've ever seen a house without an eat-in <laughs> kitchen. So I thought that was just automatically included, but apparently mm-hmm. in some cities, maybe that's not the case. Yeah, I guess not. Maybe that's a bonus feature. <laughs> On to number 11, which I completely disagree with is a dining room. Do you have a dining room? I do. You went with a dining room? It was part of the design that, that we used and it does look nice. I will say that. But we use it probably four or five times a year, maybe. That's why I hated it. Yep. Our last house was not an open floor plan. And we had like a family room and a kitchen that were combined. And whenever we had people over, everyone was in those two rooms. The other half of my first floor was a dining room that was separated by a wall. And then this quote unquote formal living room. Nobody ever went in those two rooms, ever. So the dining room, to me, it was like suggested that we have a dining room. My wife wanted a dining room and I fought. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have a dining room. I gave in with the last house. We had it. We used it twice a year, not doing it. So we ended up doing a wine tasting area instead, right? I mean, as soon as you walk in through my front door, you got the little bar set up, decided to do that and keep it open rather than closing it off and making it a dining room. I think dining rooms are just becoming less and less important. So maybe it's not surprising that it's number 11 out of 11, but I really am surprised it's on the list at all as I kind of thought they were almost extinct. Yep. You know, everyone's different though. I was just talking with some clients this morning, actually. They're, you know, like a lot of retirees looking to kind of downsize, but also upsize. Yeah. So everyone wants to downsize, but these days it costs, you know, a hundred or $200,000 more to downsize into like a new build. I love when they tell us they're going to downsize. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's going to cost more money. Right. Cause you know, they've been living in that $250,000 house since, you know, 30 years old, 40 exactly. years old. Yeah. And they're going to sell yeah. that for two fifty, and then want to move into like a single floor plan. Brand new. You know, those bad boys are like four fifty and up. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. But, you know, they host their kids and grandkids and they got big gatherings. So they wanted a dining room. So, you know, I can still see it. But yeah, I'd say younger families on the go, probably not using that dining room very often. Yeah. So for some reason, it didn't show up what percentage of people want the, yeah, it's the not there. dining room. That's a miss, Kiplingers. <laughs> you had it for every other category except for number 11. And that's the one that I'm disputing. <laughs> Why'd you do that? We'll write them a very strongly worded letter. We will. One thing I noticed in here, I think it was just an ad. But it was basically something like why you shouldn't have a pool. And I think pools are in very high demand right now. Now, that might be something where you invest money and you don't get a dollar for dollar return. You lose. Mm -hmm. But the searches for houses with a pool on Zillow skyrocketed during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I bet you those houses sold at a significant premium, Mm -hmm. right? No doubt. 
But on a dollar for dollar standpoint, maybe that's why that's not on the list Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you could easily pay a hundred grand for a pool and when it comes time to sell it, maybe only get half of that back. Now there's also above ground pools that you can probably get for 10 grand, Mm -hmm. right? But then you probably got to build a deck around it and stuff. So, you know, all in, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. Yeah. I would say in the past, that was probably a thought because, you know, you would have to sell your house to someone that obviously wanted a pool to get that money back. But these days, I think everyone wants a pool. Yeah. When we were shopping for houses, I came across some nice houses before we decided to build that had pools in the backyard, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty much the whole backyard was the pool. And I'm like, you know, as much as I think I'd like to have a pool, I'd like a backyard, right? Like there's no grass. (laughs) It's just a patio and a pool, right? Like it wasn't for me. Nowadays, like I could imagine somebody going. So I held it against those houses. I didn't Mm -hmm. like it. I couldn't imagine someone going to look at a house now seeing a pool and saying, I don't like it because it has a pool. Right. I'm sure it happens, but Mm -hmm. it's got to be much, much less than it did in the past. That was fun. It was good. I like going through that list. And, you know, hey, if you're listening out there, I think it's, you know, how does this impact us from a financial perspective? It's really, you know, two ways, I think. Number one, when you're upgrading your home, especially in this, you know, cycle that we're in, if you want to get your money back, this type of stuff is important. Pay attention to this stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, this can help you to kind of narrow down your options for right. where you start with mm-hmm. your renovation project. Yeah. Right. Don't be reckless. Exactly. Don't go and spend 25 grand on something that you like that nobody else is going to like in the future. Absolutely. Be strategic. Yep. You know, if you have people in the real estate business, ask questions, listen to stuff like this, read these articles. It's very important for, you know, huge financial decisions, which are, you know, buying and selling houses. Yep. Swaggity swag time. Yep. Let's do it. Swaggity swag time. Oh, mine was crooked the whole time. Way to go, dude. <laughs> it's the really only commercial a, we have during really the whole show. The ball on that Come one. Come on, man. <laughs> I even make sure my mouthpiece is like pointed towards me the right That's way. That's impressive. Yeah, That's dude, impressive. You got to be prepared. <laughs> Swaggity swag time. So this episode will be published on Wednesday, October 28th. Mugs have been in now for a couple of weeks. I believe we should have shirts. Yep, right around that day. By October 28th. So all of you, thank you so much for your support. Thanks for the five-star reviews. If you take it a step further and you type something up in the five-star review, we really appreciate that because that's helping us to grow our audience. It's helping us to grow our reach. So we really appreciate that. Shoot us an email. A lot of you have already taken us up on that offer. We've probably gotten maybe a dozen emails so far Mm -hmm. from people who wrote the five-star review and would like us to send them a little swag package. So shoot us an email at info at swpconnect.com. Can't wait to see these shirts. Yep. It's going to be awesome. You know, while we're on that, it takes a lot of time to put the show together. So we appreciate the nice comments that we get in there. But if you guys have stuff that you want us to talk about, you know, topics, We would love to hear them because, you know, it's some weeks are busy with news and other weeks aren't. So, yeah. uh, And I was bumper to bumper today. Right. And I had to hop onto Kiplinger's (laughs) to find something for us to comment on. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we are always interested in topics that you would find interesting that the rest of our listeners would find interesting as well. For sure. That's probably 50% of the work that goes into this is figuring out (laughs) what to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. And then you need to figure out what to say about that topic. (laughs) Right. But, That's the hardest part. What's relevant and what's going to make for a good show. So definitely shoot us an email, info at swpconnect.com, and we'll take that into consideration. As always, thanks for joining us. Check out the show notes. Check out the YouTube channel. You can shoot Derek a message right within the show notes. You can shoot me a message or just shoot us an email to info at swpconnect.com. As always, thanks for joining us. See you next time.
Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use, and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.